0: I-Radio 76 proudly presents The 515 Show with your host, John Sarver, who's at the 515 door today. You know, we said we had a whole lot of fun with these guys, and, and absolutely, positively, we have. Um, We were, I think a couple of years ago, before everything went crazy, um, we had uh, Steve Tomosik send us the great... Steve Tomasic sent us a, a lot of pictures from this club the uh nostalgia super incorporated friends and I'm telling you uh we we did some some promo work and and uh we actually got a chance to talk to these folks and they were cool <laughs> they were um We just had the greatest time with it, and especially when we said if it's 426 day, then that's exactly who we're going to have, is these guys. And so the next voice you're going to hear will be Rich Burlesca, the president. And I don't mean vice president. I don't mean just some kind of slacky kind of guy. I mean, this is the president of the Nostalgia Superstock Incorporated. Hiya,
1: Rich. Hi, how are you doing, John?
0: Dandy, I'm glad that you're with us today, man. I'm sure it's sunny wherever you're at.
1: Uh, no. I'm in Wisconsin. It's cloudy and about 45 degrees. Probably uh, a little bit on the chilly side for this time of the year yet, but, you know, we're just coming out of winter, so at least there's no snow on the ground.
0: So you say 78 degrees and sunny, do you?
1: Great! (laughs) Yeah, don't I wish.
0: Don't I wish. I mean, the people that, that don't drag race around the Midwest... You know, you you don't understand what it's like here. It's we get a really kind of crummy, you know, winter. I mean, everybody loves it to Christmas and then snow. You're no longer needed. And then you work on the car, work on the car, work on the car, and you get a tease in March. They give you like a 67, 68-degree day and sunny, and you say we're firing it up, and all the strips are open, and then it goes back to 31 degrees and snowy.
1: (laughs) It it happened here. uh, We were... um we were at uh, 79 or 80 degrees on this past Saturday. We are about 70 on Sunday. Yeah. And here we are. I'm back to 45. <laughs> so, you know, we just say welcome to Wisconsin. Yeah. So, you know.
0: But look at how many great tracks you guys have in Wisconsin. You know, I mean, that state is no slouch for tracks.
1: No, we have, you know, we've we've got a small handful uh our... Uh, track that we do four times a year uh, is uh, Great Lakes Dragway, I mean, one of the oldest in the country, um, in Union Grove, Wisconsin, uh, which is getting a facelift right now. Um, uh, they just paved a whole new track, uh, wow. new water box, and all kind of good stuff. So uh, everybody's getting excited on Getting to use uh, the the new surface again, you know, for the first time uh, this spring. Yeah, I mean, Uh, so it's. Go ahead. No, and then you know you got uh, uh, Rock Falls, uh, which we don't do anything up yet, uh, and we also have Wisconsin International Raceway. Uh, It's another quarter mile track that we really don't do anything at. (laughs) So basically, the only thing in Wisconsin that we do is. Uh, Union Grove and like I said uh, we're there four times a year uh, this year will be four again it'll be uh, Labor Day, Memorial Day uh, and the out of sight drags that the Brew City Gasers put on uh, that's very similar, a lot of the same people from the uh, Meltdown Association that ran it at Cordova mm-hmm. um, uh, run this run this one now at Union Grove in June. Uh, uh, Very very fun time. It's 1967 and earlier. Uh, You know, front engine dragsters, all kind of good stuff. Uh, And then then, uh, we do a Mopar weekend, which is the end of July there also. Uh, But that's open for our group, which, you know, we're uh, not all Mopars. Uh, We're not a Mopar club. We are on Nostalgia, Superstock, Inc., and uh, in fact, it, it was started by uh, several uh, Chevrolet guys back in 1988. Uh, they got together and uh, did some events and uh, the you know 409 type cars, and they uh, evolved in 1989 to what we have today. And we are the were the oldest and longest running. Nostalgia Superstock group in the nation, uh, and we've got the archives to prove it. We've got newsletters and magazine articles and all kind of good stuff that uh, we have in a folder from right from the beginning. Um, you know, uh, notes on uh, things like the the meetings that our guys would have back then, and you know things like that. I've been with the club twenty years. Uh, and we're going into our 33rd season uh, as a group. So it, it, it was around before I was involved in it. And uh, it's just a great uh, bunch of, you know, guys and girls that uh, get together and do the racing. We don't have any female drivers at this time. We've always been looking to get one or two that would be really good. Yeah, we haven't been uh, that fortunate as of yet and uh, we're we're still hoping but <laughs> uh to the group like i said being around 33 years uh, uh we've seen a lot of people come we've seen a lot of people go and a lot of the uh the early members at uh our founding fathers as i i call them uh dave campbell um out of kearney that's Kearney, uh, um, Missouri. And uh, he was our first recording secretary. And he kind of ramrodded it together and got the thing going. And uh, first president uh, was Rick Johnson out of Crete, Illinois. And he was followed a couple years later by Joe Zajak, who's out of Burns Harbor. Indiana right now. He's retired also. And his vice president for years that I replaced along the way was Larry Kaufman out of the Chicago area. And um, um, them guys all figured that, you know, uh, they told me that they figured maybe this thing would run about 10 years and it would uh, lose its welcome, you know, at the tracks and yeah. with the people. But here we are uh, Twenty-three years beyond their expectation, and we're still going. And it's you know uh, bigger than it's been. And uh, you know it's it, it just we pick up members. Uh, I got four people in the on the waiting list this year to get through their to the qualifying list. time. And we we have a waiting list um, kind of every year that people that apply through the winter and. They have to come out and run several times with us so we make sure their car is, their car is uh, what we're looking for, you know, in the group. And, and at the individual, um, you know, is a, a friendly person and uh, is going to get along with the rest of the group, and uh, which is very key to having a successful organization like what we have, uh, you know, that we get invited back to uh the tracks that we do i mean we're going to be uh doing things like uh we'll be up in uh osborne missouri will be our opener on may 21st it's an eighth mile track um uh gentleman by the name of uh mike franks he built the track and he still runs it to this day and and like i said it's an eighth mile track and um We've been going there. This will be our 32nd year, and Mike has us there twice a year. And he brings in a lot of local people just, you know, to watch us. Uh, We're the feature for the two times that we're there. Uh, You know, we're the feature for the evening, and uh, we just have a ball and uh, just love going back to that place. And then, you know, we'll follow it up Memorial Day weekend at Great Lakes, and then we'll follow it up um the spring of nostalgia event at Central Illinois Dragway in Havana, Illinois. We yeah. do that twice a year. We've been there for well over twenty years. Um and then we're coming back to Great Lakes on June twenty fourth at the out of sight drags at Great like I said, at Great Lakes. And then uh we got a week or a couple weeks off. We are gonna do the area forty one drags uh, which is a kind of a nostalgia thing, on July 22nd and 23rd, and then we're back to uh, the end of July, the Mopar Fest at Great Lakes, and also that same weekend we're going to be splitting up the group. Um, on July 30th, we'll be at the Night of Fire uh, in Muncie, Indiana. Um, another great event, bringing in a lot, a lot of people. They fill the stands on that one. And then uh, some of our members will be going to the Pontiac Nationals at Summit Motorsports Park in Norwalk. Uh, We've been doing that for years and years. And then we'll follow it up with um, the glory days at Byron in August. Uh, That is another 1967 and earlier, another great event. Uh, Then we'll follow our summer nostalgia at U.S. 36 back in Osborne. Then the week after, September 3rd, we'll be at the Time Machine Nationals at Great Lakes Dragway. September 17th, we'll be at a place we'll probably (laughs) get to meet you. And uh, no, September 17th, I take that back. Yeah, my Yeah, no, uh, no, we'll be September 17th, we'll, we'll be at Central Illinois and... September 17th and 18th, we'll be at Milan also. So that'll be a split weekend for us. Um, And then um, we'll finish up the season October 1st, uh, Wabash Valley Dragway in Terre Haute, uh, Indiana. Uh, That'll be our first time going there in 20 some years. So that will be exciting. It'll be an exciting season. Um, like I said, but we have some double headers there and, um, we split the group up and usually when that happens, the tracks only want, you know, 10 or 12 cars. And I'm looking at our, uh, our, um, roster, uh, I have probably about, I'd say 43, maybe 45 cars on our roster. Wow. So we have plenty of cars to uh you know to go around um and make it to events because as you know in drag racing uh, uh sometimes we hurt these things and sometimes we're laid up for you know a bit of time especially now it seems that it's 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 getting harder to get parts from manufacturers so when people hurt their motors well you know um they're not forgotten about they're just you know uh they're out there, but a lot of the guys will still come to some of the events to participate and, and help out on some track duties with you know with the group uh, you know getting people in a water box or lining them up in the rubber stuff like that and um, or whatever we need sometimes they'll they'll put on the chef's hat and do some cooking or whatever um, but you know we're basically a family oriented uh, uh, organization. A lot of the families travel, you know, to the events with their husbands, and which is good because uh, we get a lot of good food from <laughs> when, the, when the wife's come, uh, which is, um, we love it, you know. And
0: uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, if you have engines that are braking and they're sitting off to the side, shouldn't they just switch over to Mopar?
1: Well, I can't say that because I gotta represent. I know some of my guys are listening. I have to represent the whole the whole organization, John. I do drive a Mopar. That's all yeah. I can say.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, and, uh, it, it runs deep enough where it goes into your phone number. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, job well done. It it's impressive how far you go and how many races you have. I mean, did you count up how many races those were? I mean, I had to take I think off it's my cool. shoes.
1: I think it's 14. Man, that's a
0: lot of racing. I it's for,
1: it's I mean, a lot of racing for, you know, for uh, basically what we're doing. We're not on a professional circuit or anything like that. It's 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 a lot of commitment. Yeah, it is. And we do have a lot of uh, the members are really committed. I mean, we even get people that um, uh, through the years, uh, I look back at the last half dozen years, it's probably – five or six different people that have had 100% participation for a season. Um, You know, I mean, we do have split weekends like that, but they're at one or the other. So, like this year, if somebody uh, uh, would shoot for 100% participation, they're going to be at about 12 events, which is a lot. It's a lot of travel. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's a lot of maintenance.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that uh, 340 will make it in no time. I mean, you know, I don't think there's going to be a problem running 14 events at 100%. How can you bust one of those things? But talking about busting, man... That's a lot of... I mean, it's, it'd be cool if you guys were just racing in your backyard. But, I mean, think about all those states that you're hitting. Yeah, they're all in the Midwest and stuff. It's not like you're going East Coast, West Coast. But, man, that's huge. And especially when you have to chaparral 43 cars together, that's a yeah. lot.
1: Well, we don't, we don't get that many at, at the events because the guys pick and choose. Sure. Because we're, we're not on a point system. You know, like like I said, a lot of the tracks, like at Milan, um, will take um, uh, what's set up is they wanted, uh, you know, 10, 12 cars, and we'll have 10 or 12 cars there. What? Um, and then the other event, the Havana event, uh, hopefully there will be enough running that we get, you know, 10 or 12 cars over there. So usually our, our biggest weekend would be um, – I don't know if it was last year or the year before, uh, I had 25 at Union Grove, which that's still a lot of match racing cars. Yeah, it is. Because you've you got to remember that um, our organization is the only Nostalgia Superstock organization doing strictly heads-up match racing. We match the cars up, and uh, we run on a four-tenths pro tree that's simply... We did that years ago because if you go on a sportsman tree, uh, if you watch any of you know any type of bracket or index racing, everybody wants to jump the gun. You know, it's so easy to the red light on that sportsman tree, and the biggest turnoff to people in the stands are when they see that big red eye come up on the yeah. on the tree. and yeah. it's a turnoff. So when you run running a 410th tree, tree, uh, pro tree like what we do, like what the big boys, John Forrest and everybody does, you know, uh, in, in HRA, um, it's a lot harder for us to, to red light. i'm it, you know, I'm not saying that we never red light. I've, I've done it a couple of times in, uh, in maybe in the past five years, I probably red lit maybe two times. If that, maybe one for sure that I remember, but, um, uh, because we're there primarily uh, to put on a show for the people. We don't have any eliminations. Uh, when you see um, uh, two cars go out there, uh, chances are you're going to see them beating up on each other the next round again because they're two cars that are pretty close. Um, and uh, this way, the people get they get their money's worth when they come to watch us race. Uh, with no eliminations, they uh, just get to see a lot of heads up, you know, um,
0: yeah, I mean, out
1: racing, you it, know.
0: It's an amazing thing. I mean, we, we've talked about this since uh, like 2020, and it was coming up in 19, 2020, and then the world went kind of sideways for a couple of years, but the hottest, right. hottest thing that was going on was nostalgia drags, and I mean hot. You know, you can put a lot of you know, drag racing hat is like a cake. It's got so many different slices, but it still adds up to one cake. You know, and, and so right. when nostalgia guys were coming around, we were so amazed when we saw uh, your group and everybody else over there at the Nostalgia Nationals that uh, Steve Tomosik has put on. Um, it, it, it was fantastic, and when I say fantastic, I, I mean pun intended there were so many people and this is when things were getting really scary around here people actually packed uh, although six foot away from each other uh, the stands I mean they don't they there's there's certain uh, races that people will come out to see. You know, and when this Nostalgia guys came out, and, and Steve and I talked about this, I wish to God there was a different word than Nostalgia, because that already means ruled, you know, in people's mind. And it's not. It's classic. And when you see these cars that you can relate to, I mean, it was granddad, dad, kid, and kid's kid, you know, in the stands, right. and they're all talking, and they're all pointing, and you hear them say, oh, I had a 413, oh, I had a 427 oh I had one of those barracudas you know and, and the family starts talking to each other as opposed to certain classes now you know drag radio and all that stuff they have their own fans but you don't see the wide away <laughs> wabbit. you don't see the wide array of folks jamming the stands and especially with your group. Because when folks and and we're going going from the one time that we saw you at Milan, um, there is folks in your group that just says, you know, hey, you like my car? You want a picture? Take it. You know, you want want me to open right, up the right. hood for you? I'll show it to you.
1: Awesome. Yeah, and a lot of our a lot of our members, um, you know, they'll they'll have the um, the cards just like the pros do. Yeah. you know, The hero cards, as we call them. Right. Um, and they'll hand them out to the kids and or to the adults, whoever wants them. Uh, I, I have a display between me and my, my buddy's uh, car that uh, I keep uh, a whole bunch of them up there. If somebody wants, just grab what they want. Uh, um, that way they've got memory of my car and uh, you know, several different pictures on there and stuff like that. And like I say, a lot of the guys do that and that's catching on more with, um, you know, with uh, within our group. And, uh, uh, one one thing I, I like, like you say, uh, an array of cars. You know, I'm looking at our our uh, board of pictures right now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I'm looking at the Pontiac Le Mans, the little guys. The you know, white one. Tempest. Yeah. Uh, the Tempest. Uh, you know, um, and go right down the line: sixty-two Tempest, sixty-three Plymouth, sixty-four Dodge, uh, another sixty-four Dodge, sixty-six. Ford Fairlane. How'd that get in 65. there? Uh, we we got up some Ford. So, um, sad to say, but uh, <laughs> right now, the three fastest cars in our group are all Ford products.
0: <laughs> all right. I want a total teardown and a tech inspection, you know? Yeah. Find that bottle. <laughs> um,
1: and, and all three of them are stick shift cars.
0: You know, that's the one. Um, we do like that. We do like the fact that these guys run... You know it's kind of fancy, but not fancy I mean how much electronics are you allowed in your nostalgia group
1: uh, not a lot not a lot um uh the only thing pretty much that you'll see on a couple of the automatic cars uh there's a couple of guys using um, you know like uh, you know like a trans brake things like that but yeah uh, Other other than that, high-tech electronics, not so much other than their monitoring systems on their cars. You know, some of them can come back to the pits and plug in and, you know, and see basically how the car performed. Um, You know, stuff like that, data boxes or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, uh, uh, we've allowed that stuff. But other than that, pretty much, you know, um, it's, you know, run what you're brung. We're on gasoline. Uh, even on our, uh, injected cars, we don't allow alcohol. Um, it's, um, my, my buddy's 65 Hemi Dodge, uh, the gold digger, I believe yep. you saw that car. Yeah,
0: maybe. Uh,
1: I mean, he, he runs eight seventy with that car. Uh, maybe the high sixties and that's, that's running on, um, uh, C 16, uh, VP racing fuel. um, gasoline so you know uh we never got into the alcohol we didn't want to go there and the members uh have to say so in our rules because uh everything uh, is voted upon at our spring meeting uh, that you know if, if there's any rule changes or anything that anybody wants to bring up we can discuss change the rules vote on it right there and uh So, yeah, we're we're high-tech, but we're really not that high-tech.
0: Yeah, but, you know, Um, the wild... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, the stuff that we saw, again, and I I hate to keep referencing it, but drag racing was a little far and few between for the last couple of years, but when we did see over at the Nostalgia Nats, I mean, you're a lot of... The cool thing about Nostalgia Racers, by and large, and, and your group is definitely included... If you've never seen uh, the Nostalgia Superstocks Incorporated or like a John Densky, et cetera, these guys don't dog it. They don't hold back on parts. I mean, their burnouts alone would be more exciting than most classes we have seen. You know, I mean, yeah, they do the long burnout. I mean, these guys will routinely lift the tires. And I'm telling you, especially the guy with the gold car, and I, the gold digger, I believe, you know, yeah. that the one that That's we saw. That's
1: John Un- uh, it's John Grinwald Gren- of Watertown, Wisconsin, yes.
0: Unbelievable, man. I'm looking at that and I'm going, you know, I'm praying for him that the whole thing stays together. But it's a Mopar, so I had no worries. You know, but however, I mean, he was in that thing to pass the floorboard. All of you guys were there. And the cool thing, again, about nostalgia guys, and if you listen to CK, our listeners out there in 74 countries right now, they know that we say that nostalgia guys do it because they want to put on the show. You know, I mean, they or- love to race and stuff like that, but they dig that, you dig them. And the thing that happened at the Nostalgia Nats, and we've seen it at the Rock and Race and stuff. Is when the crowd gets into it, the racers get into it, which means the crowd really gets into it, which means the racers really get into it. I mean, I'm not sure how many millionaires you have in your group, Rich, you know, but these things ain't cheap and they're not cheap to drive around. And if they wanted to hold on parts and stuff like that, they would have bought a very early, like a 73 Volkswagen because they barely blew. You know, But these guys, and I'm not telling these guys aren't running two-barrel carburetors at 318s in their car. These guys sunk a whole bunch of money into it. I mean, I mean how many uh, cars are injected in, in your group?
1: Uh, there's, there's just the one right now, the Gold Digger, and uh, there's a second one, a Pontiac, that will be out uh, uh, sometime this later in summer. So we'll have uh two injected cars and that injection comes from uh uh them are new systems built by Kinsler over in Michigan. Ta-da. Uh they're not cheap systems.
0: No. no. Not
1: cheap, but they're very good. Um and uh yeah and I I mean just I take a look at uh uh you know, from the Mopar family, uh, I run um I run a Keith Black aluminum block in mine. Woo! Uh them things are, you know, um, you don't you don't go down to the local uh, NAPA store and buy one of them. Yeah, go you know, to and, Amazon. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and and a lot of the other guys, I mean, uh, you're going to see some Ray Barton stuff, uh, you know, in some of these cars. Uh, I mean, uh, we've got, geez, it's got to be about seven Hemis running in the group right now, um, you know, from the Mopar end of it. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, all Max, a lot of Max Wedge stuff after that. But uh, even even with the Ford guys, you know, talk about the Ford guys, uh, their four twenty seven FE's. That stuff is, you know, that's 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 like gold in itself. Uh, getting yeah. your hands on anything uh, four twenty seven FE, and we've got you know a handful of them running in the group. Uh, you know, and 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 you talk when you talk about uh spending money and everything go back to that for a second our fastest car in the group right now um i saw it run an 817 quarter mile wow and uh you, you know you're you're talking 160 miles an hour now these are full bodied cars yes yeah, some some of them have light lightweight you know components on them but still you know we're not that light um, you know, my, my 63 Plymouth, I'm still, uh, I go about 30, 33, I think it's 3380 with me in it. It depends how much I put on over the winter, <laughs> which I don't think I did, but it was around 3380 last year, yeah. you know, and, and I rel- I relatively got a small motor compared to some of the guys and my cars run its best, uh, was down at Bowling Green, it ran a 951, you know, a few years back, um, which is still not bad for just being a, a tick over 500, you know, cubic inches. Uh, I know uh Relatively biggest cubic small inch motor, motor I, I know in a group right now is uh, over 600 cubic inches. Wow. Uh, so, you know, yeah, this stuff is not cheap, John. No, it's not. By no it, means.
0: And if it blows, I don't know if anybody in your group is shooting at bubbling crude in their backyard, you know, to <laughs> replace all that money. Because it yeah. is. It,
1: it's, it's pricey. And, and um, no, we don't have any millionaires. Uh, Elon Musk doesn't uh, <laughs> run a car with us.
0: Not a Mopar uh, guy. Or any, of
1: the other, or any of the other big boys. So, um, no, we're just. We're just everyday people i mean uh, we come from all different walks of life uh my my racing partner is he owns a, a ford uh, dealership uh we have uh owners of tool and die shops we have uh land development uh uh guy we had a guy that owned a small oil local oil company he retired from that uh you know, so we've we've got some businessmen, you know, in the group, and um, uh, but
0: yeah, but I'm not hearing any I don't, I don't say they're
1: I don't <laughs> say they're all um, you know the, the billionaire type by by no means. They're everyday people, and you know they they work hard at their jobs, and this is their weekend uh, outing. Is come out and you know go from there.
0: But would it be? Who, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. You got it wouldn't it behoove you though, Rich, to even if they drove a Ford to, to get a chef in your group? I mean you got enough businessmen get a chef get somebody who can cook
1: <laughs> No, are you kidding? We can't we, we can't put the wives out of work <laughs> because they do a fantastic job. No, we don't want to go there.
0: No. I mean, is there a yeah. certain wife that when they when you see in the pits go, oh, there's gonna be good eating tonight.
1: Yeah, and, and trust me we do uh we do uh, we do our fair share of eating and and we even tip uh, uh after racing uh, we'll have our uh um uh, some people on wine, some people on some other stuff or we'll have our beers and sit around a campfire and uh and talk about the uh days or the evenings festivities and have a good laugh from it and um which we partake uh Around the fire, it's it, it just that's just part of it too. It's the camaraderie of this group, and and you know we go from there. And I, I can't, you know, we're talking about the Mopars and the Fords. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't uh, uh, say enough about them cars. But also, I, I got to talk about uh, some of the other guys. Uh, sure, we got you know several four hundred nine Chevy Chevys. Um, And they're stick shift cars and very respectable, very nice machines. Uh, And, uh, you know, people are out there because there's a lot of, you know, General Motors people from years ago that, um, you know, were into the Chevrolets and stuff like that. So they get to see, you know, a handful of them. They get to see the Pontiacs. We even have one. 1967 uh, American Motors Rogue, yes. R-O-G-U-E, if you remember them, yeah. with a factory 2-4 barrel set up on it and a stick shift. And he's from San Juan Capistrano is where he lives, California.
0: And he wants to and race that thing? He could put it in a museum and make some serious coin.
1: Well, uh it's not an original car. Oh, okay. He remade it, found the intake, and um, and built the car. So it's basically a clone. Uh, but he'll be hauling that car all the way from California back to the Midwest, and he'll keep the car here in Illinois, kind of our central hub of the tracks that we do. Um, and uh, he's originally from Illinois, and uh, but, you know, it's kind of nice even having an American Motors car out there. I may have an AMX uh, that cool. may run some events with us this year, which would be cool. Because, like I said, we're anywhere from 1959 to 1969. And speaking of 1959, we got a pair of 59 Chevrolets that run with us. An El Camino and a two-door hardtop um, wow. Impala, Uh 409 cars. And guess what? What? It's father and son.
0: <laughs>
1: See, and that—that that is the coolest thing. When we open up a show, we've done it already. When both of them are there, we open up the first run. We one is faster than the other, but we'll put them out as a pair and open up the show. That here's one. Here's year stock and super stock racing really took hold the year of 1959. Here's a pair of Chevrolets, and they happen to be father and son. Uh, Charlie Kenster, he's out of uh, s- southwestern Wisconsin and his son uh, Hard Rock and they open up the show that way really cool that gets the people into it and then what we do to keep people really into it is in our pairings we'll put out the slower cars nothing against the slower cars we got to have Whatever fits everybody's pocketbook, I've always said that.
0: Slower means and, what?
1: How uh, slow? As far as ET. Yeah, how uh, slow? We, we run anywhere from the low 8s, like I mentioned, up to about twelve O. So okay. we'll start out with the, the slower cars that may be around twelve O or, you know, 11, something like that. And then what we'll do is the next pair will be a little quicker and a little quicker and a little quicker. And you keep getting the people in the stands like, Oh man, this is really cool. That last pair ran eleven fifty. Now they're down to ten fifty. And then all of a sudden you're into the uh EFX style cars <clears throat> excuse me uh, <clears throat> that are running in the nines and the people are really ooing and on and then the heavy hitters come out. We've got I've got over ten cars that run in the eights. In wow. the super stock, which is unheard of.
0: Yeah, it is, and, and that ain't uh, cheap either.
1: No, it's not cheap, and uh, and when, so when you get you keep going down that ladder, you know, into our program, these people they want to come out and watch your second round and your third round, and that's why we don't do eliminations because we're there. Uh, as I've always told the younger members, we're here for three reasons, three reasons only, to satisfy the people in the stands, because. They pay to get in. That's number one. Number two is to satisfy track management because they're the ones writing us a check. And number three, it's for our own uh, personal satisfaction of the seat time uh, that we get out of it and watching people cheer us on. So it's a threefold thing, and I've always told that to a lot of, you know, the younger people in our group, and that's what it's all about. We've got to satisfy the customer base, which is the fans. And as we know, drag racing, uh, you know, we watch NHRA and stuff. There's getting to be less and less people, in the, you know, in the seats. Mm-hmm. And we need, at our level, uh, nostalgia and, and what we're doing at places like Milan and Union Grove and stuff, we need to keep them people in the stands so that these tracks keep inviting us back so we can do our thing. So we got some place to go. A playground to play on with these cars.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Very
1: important. It's amazing
0: that this year there seems like a lot of tracks, and I don't mean just in Michigan, but I mean everybody's on fire. And it's just like you said, people are pouring for the first time ever. It it seems like 2020. There was something happened over since January first. People are pouring. People are, are are fixing up their places. You know, folks that you know that always had a dip or a rut. I mean, those things are gone. It's amazing to see, you know, but the tracks can't sustain, and that's where CK comes in. The tracks can't sustain it all on drivers only. I mean, I guess they can, but you're going to watch the sport die in a couple of years because you got nobody in the fans. you got nobody to come back out. Junior dragster may or may not do that for what they really intended to have. You know, so when you guys come out and brings the families, brings the fans, they buy the, the hot dog, they buy the $3.50 or $4 Coke or whatever. You know, they're when they leave, the reason why they see you guys is that they feel thoroughly entertained. They're a part of the show because you invite them in as opposed to drag radio. They're there for a different purpose altogether, and that's okay. That's what they do. You know? Yes. So it, you're, you're looking at two different things. And the one thing that we're looking at right now, and and I believe it's one of your cars, it's a, uh, a white Pontiac with a 405 horsepower thing on the front fender? hope it's yours. Mm. Maybe not. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't think that's us. All right, because that's white a white Pontiac. Yeah, because I think that was with all the teacher pet stuff and things. That's on the other side. Uh, this part that we're kind of amazed with is when your four-speed guys are real four-speed guys, do they do the H pattern? Do they have, a you know, like a Lenko kind of thing? What do they have for four-speed? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, some of them are. Um, I I only know of one Lenko transmission um, in our group that's in the 62 Pontiac Blast from the Past. That car's been with the group since the early '90s. It's a light powder blue, and at that, that car, I've seen him just about flip it over on its back like a a turtle. Wow! Uh, at Union Grove, I, I I saw him just about stand that thing straight up, and uh, uh, he he puts on he puts on a show on himself. People come out to watch uh, Larry Quinn out of Springfield, Illinois. Um, when he shifts that thing. Uh, you know, he hits second gear. That thing, he's got the air under the tires again, you know, and it's like um, you, you just see that thing every time he shifts that thing. Um, some of the guys are on, like, four-speed Jerichos. Uh, that's a popular transmission for a stick shift with our guys. Yeah. And um, also I uh, believe uh, we do have um, – uh, five speed. Um, what? My partner's got it in his Ford. He's got a five speed. Uh, the the same as a Pro Stock Trans.
0: Ford needs it. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah, the car's quick though. <laughs> he runs eight forties with that thing. <laughs> uh, the one
0: cool but, thing about nostalgia, which which makes us all happy, and especially around this place, is that we actually saw, and I think it was at either Rock and Race. I don't think it was at Blue Soared Cruise that the guy, some vendor came out with, like, T-shirts from 1969 and 1970. One of the best things of the era that you're driving in right now, Rich, is there was an actual, (laughs) I I shan't say feud, but it was a good-natured ribbing of if you drove a Mopar, then you had your sayings the Chevrolet guys had their sayings Ford guys had their sayings and there was always that oh yeah you drive a Ford well that thing can't make it to the finish line blah 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 and there was always that wonderful wonderful back and forth about that and and the good thing is and and people recognize this now you know there's a lot of people sometimes let's go I'll just say sometimes there's like political stuff kind of creeping into the pits and stuff like that which really has no no place in drag racing none there's nobody's no. voting on that day you know no one's handing out literature there is so get the hell out we're here for right. racing and racing only and when folks put up their you know they're proud to be mopar thing or there's somebody down the lane that has the some kind of mustang holding its its uh, hoof over a roadrunner's throat I mean, those things were cute as long as they keep it good-natured and stuff. And, boy, I'm telling you, if you were a Mopar guy in the 60s, you're a Mopar guy in 2022. If you're a Ford guy in the 60s, same thing. If you're a Chevrolet, you know, and we all love I think everybody looks at AMX or AMC and go, you know, you can go anywhere, brother. <laughs> you, know, you get to come on by. But we love that And And you hear it in the pits, and you hear it, and it's good Natured ribbing, and boy, we Absolutely. haven't heard that a lot in drag racing. That's been gone for years.
1: Yes, and, and, this, and you know, and and again, uh, ribbing of that, that sort, like uh, you know, uh, Mopar or no Car, stuff like that. <laughs> I remember that saying. You know, uh, you know, yeah. and everybody had their sayings, and yeah. you know, and I've been doing this. Uh, my first time down the track was in 1966. And I'm dating myself now. Was that with Uh,
0: your mom? Was she holding you in her arms?
1: No, I was was holding a Hearst 4-speed in a Max Wedge car. (laughs) I was 18 years old, uh, going down Union Grove. Um, I had a year-old Max Wedge car as a senior in high school. Wow, Uh, That's what you get for working crazy hours at the the local car wash and a part-time job in a little machine shop. Um, I was able to... uh, Put enough scratch together and and uh, buy a year old Max Wedge car. What color? And um, uh, it was like that, um, like a burgundy, not burgundy, but a kind of a candy apple red metallic that Chrysler wow. had uh, in 1965. And um, uh, the uh, th- the car I bought, the guy was drafted. It only had 4,000 original miles on it. And uh, it had a max wedge in it, a 13.5 wow. to 1 max wedge. Oh, jeez. Uh, and um, he got drafted, and I took over his payments for $1,900. He used to come into the car wash. He, he knew I loved the car, and he said, he came in one day and said, I've got drafted. He said, um, and I'm going to have to sell a car. He said, um, I got a deal for you. You take over the rest of the payments, and it's yours. Wow. And it was nineteen hundred dollars. And I'll never forget that. Because that was in late oh god, it was in late late summer of nineteen sixty five. I was just going into my senior year in high school. And my dad let me buy it. So which was kinda cool.
0: Kinda cool.
1: Uh, yeah. So I've yeah, I've been I've been involved in a Mopar movement for Pretty much my entire life, as far as you know, having a Mopar, driving a Mopar, whatever, and uh, got into the didn't drag race for much longer after that. Maybe for two years, and um, then you start you know getting into girlfriends and stuff like that. And <laughs> uh, not saying that I didn't have uh, muscle cars. I you know I had I I bought a uh, new Roadrunner in '68 and uh, Plymouth Satellite, 67, nice a 69, uh, six-pack Super B that I ordered new. And, you know, so I've, I've, I've had them all. I've had, you know, hemi cars on down, but, um, then I get hooked up with, uh, uh, my racing partner today, John Grinwald, and we were doing show cars together and, uh, we were, um. Uh, kicking a lot of butt at the Mopar Nationals. We got four gold certificates with three different cars. I had the first Mopar twice gold certified in the world. Wow! At the Mopar Nationals, it was a 71-340 Plum Crazy Demon. And lots of magazine coverage for the years. And him and I finally got tired of it about 1996. We were on our way home after we we had one with a um, a green 69 and a half six pack Super B that he owned that we had restored, and uh, we just won best of show and was gold certified. And we're on our way home from Ohio uh, from National Trailways, and we got talking, long trip home, about 10 hour drive. Yeah. He said, I don't know about you, he said, but I'm getting tired of the show stuff. He said, Every time we build a car, we go to Nationals, we kick butt, we win. You know, and we get gold certified, best of show, and all that good stuff.
0: And you get tired said, of
1: yeah, that? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I said it's not fun anymore, really. You know, that's like that'd be like Hank Aaron batting a thousand for the for his entire baseball career. I guess it'd be no fun after a year or two. Um So he's, you know, he said, um, "Hey," he said, "You used to drag race." He said, "I did a little bit." He said, "Let's get a car." So guess what? We got back to home base in Wisconsin. and We started looking for a car, and we it, the first car we had then was the car that I'm currently driving, the '63 Belvedere. And um, we bought it up in Minnesota, and uh, the thing couldn't. We tested it in front of his shop, and the thing couldn't get out of its own way. Uh, the guy <laughs> told us it ran in the thirteens, and and I told my partner, I said, "Hey, buddy." I said I'm going to go home and get my brand new pair of PF flyers I got at home, <laughs> and I think I. I said I think I I could out sixty foot this thing anytime, and uh, so we we ended up doing a different motor, and and then he was doing the driving chores, and uh, after about you know, almost a season at that, uh, I got tired of pulling wrenches and you know. Just, Checking air pressure and all this other good crap, and uh, I, um, I said, "Hey, I, I want to drive too." So then I started driving it, and then uh, we ended up. Um, he picked up a second car, which was uh, a '62. One that you like, a '62 Dodge Dart.
0: There,
1: um, there you go. Ugly cars, but <laughs> yeah. um, they're quite unique. Yeah, '62 Plymouth, '62 yeah. Dodges. Yeah. They weren't. They weren't the prettiest, but no. Uh, but uh, when he got done with that car, and I saw that thing running uh, in the eight sixties, it's like, uh, whoa, boy, well, he's that's got what... a beast on his hands. If you go on YouTube sometime, look up the Asphalt Elephant. Yeah. And um, uh, you'll see a flick from oh, about ten, maybe twelve years ago when we were out at um, the the strip in Las Vegas. We were out there doing the Mopar event out there, and uh, he pulled a wheelie that was about 600 feet down the track. The thing didn't want to come down. And, I mean, it it wasn't a little wheelie. It was a wheelie because we had to do repair on the back bumper when we got home. He didn't, didn't have wheelie bars on it because it really didn't warrant it. But after that weekend, uh, wheelie bars went on.
0: Yeah, you know, but, I mean... For everybody in the few minutes that we have remaining here, what's the name of your car? We better get people in looking at your stuff.
1: I am the Asphalt Angel.
0: All right, so it's a if it's white, white belt yeah, there. as white as you can, and the yep. Asphalt Elephant, look out of the way wherever that comes it's, from.
1: It's uh, red and white. It's red and white. Uh, he'll be bringing the. Um, he told me this morning he'll, he'll be bringing the Gold Digger to Milan
0: he better He knows
1: you guys like it yeah (laughs) he had better
0: yeah it's amazing i mean honest to god the way that that guy drives i mean he had people on their feet they you know all your cars had people on on their feet but this guy was just insane that day we better talk about your um if if you have any sponsors we better get them named
1: well we've uh we got and a transmission that all the mopar people are familiar with uh we got Grinwald Ford. Uh, we got Zeman Tool and Manufacturing here in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. RB Restorations, which I'm affiliated with, and Watertown Auto Body. Um, that's, that's our basic uh, uh, sponsors. We're looking for more. If we could you know, get some people out there that would like to you know, put their name or, or help throw a little bit towards some of our events, which would be great. And um, and don't forget we need to mention John our um uh our webpage. Sure so hey. people can find us.
0: You're not gonna get away without telling that.
1: Okay, we're we're at um all you have to do is uh you know the www Nostalgia superstock one word dot com.
0: Yeah, don't there there may be other people that have that name so no, look around for the. Uh, Ours Ashford will Amo. come up
1: first. <laughs> Ours will come up first because Damn we've right. had it all these years, and we paid. We paid to be the first one when when you type it in. Uh, we'll be the first ones to come up on the, on your uh, Google search.
0: It's phenomenal. And I mean, really. I mean, just like it says right here, man. Chevrolet's, Ford, Dodges, AMC's, Pontiacs, Plymouths mercury's. This is one of the one thing that we were throwing around in the pre-production meeting today. Anything that says no nitrous, just raw horsepower gets our attention, you know? Yes. I mean, it's no sleight of hand. It's no kind of bizarre-ass 14 uh, turbos and plumbing that looks like a a plumber would go crazy with. I mean, this is big V8s, or or I shan't say... When we say big V8s anymore, you know, people are thinking 1,100 cubes. It's not necessarily there. But, I mean, when it comes to getting, if somebody wants to join your group, and even though there's a waiting list on it, I mean, what are you looking for in a car? I mean, no four bangers, no V6 turbos, I'm thinking, et cetera.
1: No, uh, it's got to be a big block. We don't have any small blocks. (gasps) It'd have to be deemed a big block, and uh, uh, we prefer um multiple carburation. Uh including uh <laughs> yeah. tri carbs. That's very well. We nicely do have well. some single four barrel cars but uh only a limited amount. We have a limited amount of space for that. Uh we only allow a couple of each brand. Uh but everything else is multiple carbureted or if you go into a an altered wheelbase like the gold digger, yeah. you know, you can go with yeah. the injection. And um uh, so we're basically looking for that, and uh, we pref- we have some cars that don't have graphics. We prefer to have graphics on the cars because, as you know, you look at all the history books. Mm-hmm. You know, when we went to the tracks when I was a kid, uh, you know, you-, you had Dick Landy, and you had Sock- Ronnie Sox and everybody else. Everything was graphiced up, Yeah, and this is what yeah. people like to see.
0: Well, they uh, do. I don't
1: care. You know, I don't care what you name your car, you know, your business name or whatever, but um um people like to see that. And they can relate to a car then. That yeah, the all in sixty seven Plymouth. Yeah, I remember that that Hemi car, you know. Um but if I mean clearly it's just a white Yeah, if it's just a plain white Plymouth yeah. well Oh yeah, you remember that white plain Plymouth. But if you got a car name on there people remember
0: that see and that's what goes on with um uh obviously <laughs> i must be listening to ck a lot because what we call it is the black camaro syndrome you know nobody yeah. remembers the black camaro syndrome however when was the last time that our, our good friend and matter of fact a gentleman that runs around here mr lindemood you know when his dad was running the color me gone now color me gone and roger has been gone for a bit You know, and I know they got a tribute car and that kind of, yeah, yeah. But you remembered from 1963, and I'm talking editorially speaking, Color Me Gone, you can tell me what car that is. You can tell me what Ronnie Sox and the Sox and Martin car is. You can tell me what Dino Don in whatever year ran. You can tell me what brand uh, Grumpy ran. And they all had names, and they were all clever. and And that was real paint. They weren't raps. You know, and we enjoy, and that's why we always emphasize when we go to, to racers' meetings. Man, I don't care if it's a 50 cent cutout of you know of vinyl. Put it on the side so people can go. Oh, look, the asphalt angel is in the staging lanes. Let's look. You know, or look yep. who you know the asphalt elephant is about ready to run. I didn't see him run this guy before. That gets it yeah. in, as opposed to hey, here's black Camaro. You know, I mean, I understand yes. the, the the thought nowadays that people don't want to. Some some people don't want to graphics up their car, but if you have got a nostalgia thing, you got. I mean, you have to absolutely, positively have to. Talk about have yes. to. We got to get out of this door. Um, we we okay, gotta got to have you back, one, Rich.
1: One quick thing. Sure. One quick thing. Sure. We do have a couple of tribute cars. We got the Ferris Motor '65 Plymouth. That's it's a you know it's a clone car. Okay. Um That ran in Illinois. Um, That was quite a popular car in in the state of Illinois. And also, uh, uh, family has their car back that dad ran back in 1963. uh, An original Max Wedge car, 62 Dodge, that he and his partner bought in 1963 and raced it for a whole bunch of years, and then they sold it, and he and his son got the car back and they are still running that original Max Wedge car with us. Wow. It's called Better Than, Better than Nothing. It's graphicked <laughs> up the same way it was. Yeah, Better it, than yeah it's graphiced up the same exact way it was in 1963. <laughs> I mean, so we got some pretty cool stuff.
0: <laughs> Better Than Nothing?
1: <laughs> Better Than Nothing, yeah. It's, it's a great name for the car.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome name for the car, and I know that we're right now. Yeah. So we want to want to alert all the CKWI Radio 76 affiliates down the line. Once again, we went way over with, with Rich. Okay. But it's abso- wait, wait, wait. But it's absolutely positively worth it on our end. We'll make it up on the Detroit Sports Authorities coming up at 7 o'clock. If you love Detroit sports as much as they do, you'll love the Detroit Sports Authorities coming up at 7 p.m. Rich, we got to have you back, man. Absolutely, positively. I'm, I'm looking at the so, clock, and it just went flying by.
1: Yep, and it sounds great. To, I'd be more than welcome to be back with you. There's more we can talk about. I'd like to talk about some of our guys and yeah. some of the other cars. And uh time, just let me know, John. And, uh, and I'm going to be looking forward that if you and your crew are going to be at Milan, uh, I'll be there. Well, and uh, we'll hook up.
0: Absolutely, I'm just waiting to see which wife is going to show up and do the cooking. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot for okay. being with us.
1: Bye now. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Bye now.
0: Interesting guy, isn't he? I mean, you, you think about it. You you love. We love guys like that. Um, obviously, Rich Burlew. The list. I always do that all the time, but. He is the president of the Nostalgia Superstock, Inc. And yeah, let me tell you, friends, that there is another—I don't understand how this goes, but these guys had the name first, and these other folks evidently encroached on it or whatever and caused some confusion, but there really isn't any confusion. Listen to How Rich Talks. Listen to the cadence in his voice. Listen to it. And it did not take a whole lot of nitro to get his cylinders firing, you know. It was, these are the type guys, him, um, John Densky, uh, Chip and Chuck, these are the guys that we could just literally sit back in front of a fire and say, go, what do you think? (laughs) What do you think about drag racing? Go. They've seen it. They've been it. They still love it. This ain't cheap. And nostalgia is not cheap, friends. Yes, those cars are old, but look at how nicely those things are put together and especially his group. And, and and that's what we gotta ask him next time around. What are literally the requirements? of getting into his group or all the other groups. Nostalgia drag racing is hot, and it's the one reason why CK is here. You know, because it's not because we're stuck in a time warp or anything, but if you take a look at the crowds and they've dwindled, and there's many, I mean, this ain't our first year being CK. You know, we've seen drag racing. We look at those fine videos You know, those films from yesteryear, from the 60s, where you could not find a space because people were excited to see the greatest sport on earth, you know. And then all of a sudden, it just faded away, faded away. And a lot of folks on on our side, you know, especially in Michigan, there was a very long time there was an NHRA track here because the sportsman's guys goes, what's NHRA going to give us? You know, they're going to give us smoke and noise. They're going to give us top fuel and funny cars and pro mod, whatever. And that's it. What about the guy with the 68 Roadrunner? You know, and I don't mean necessarily a bracket class guy or even if, you know, if you have a 383 four barrel, that works. You know, if you have a Keith Black engine, hoorah you know rich said that and it was like <laughs> yes sir right this way but rich also gets the idea he named it a couple different times as i pull out the fingers off of my off my hands here and just like name them he knows that in order for this thing to go name your car so people can get excited about it. People can buy your merchandise. People can say, oh, look who's coming into town this year. You know, it's kind of like when the Yankees go to Tiger Stadium. Yeah, you can see the Guardians or or, or Kansas City, you know. But when you see, like, the higher-level teams, all right, you get excited, and you pay the extra, and you go. You know, you see the asphalt angel coming in. You see, You see that – you know the gold digger, which the guy's just wild. You see John Denski, you see the Chip and Chucks, you see all these people. I mean the Steve tomosix kind of guys with with their nostalgia of funny cars. There isn't a big money market for these guys. There isn't. You know they break apart. <sighs> Yay! I hope their 401 is is okay enough to take a hit. A lot of these nostalgia guys, and I mean all the way down to the and, and and the. Gassers and and um, the Nostalgia Guys, all the way down to the races from the uh, Rockin' Race of 42 that we're going to be at, uh, Blue Suede Cruise, which I'm not sure they're going to even have this year, um, the one they have out in the West Coast, which just escapes me right now. But all these guys, every single one of these racers, and I'll put my blood on it, do this for you. They like the drag race, and they like everything, but they love to put on a show. Ask any nostalgia guy. They love to put on a show. Why are we going to get fans to come underneath the tent if they don't get a show? Why are they going to pay their 20 bucks, 25 bucks if you don't give them a show? These guys will give you the show. They're the antithesis of having to pay 15 bucks to watch Test and Tune. Hell with that noise. You know You're going to turn people off by saying, wow, here's a guy getting seat time. Or here's a guy who's making a half pass. you know. But if you say, look, what am I getting for my 20 bucks?" You get this guy that puts it on the bumper all the time. You get both of these guys that put it on the bumper. And I'm telling you, these engines are going at full max. They're not dogging it. They're not like going, well, let's go 3 quarters stop and then uh, whatever. Also, these guys, and we forgot to ask Rich about this, most of them do quarter mile. There's that wonderful sound that we hear when every time we hear 1320. You know, I mean, you actually get to see a race. If you haven't even talked to your dad or your granddad or your grandma or whatever that goes, you always have something where you can say, hey, look, there is a like like the folks that we had before with with the nostalgia pro stock guys. You know, you can see on the poster when drag racing places actually promote, which seems to be a lost start. Again, that's why we're here. You know, it's – you get excited. 20 bucks is Jack Chazelle when it comes to watching a great drag race show. And they don't come in all the time, and that's why they said, you know, you can race all over the place. These guys are racing 14 uh, races throughout the Midwest. I didn't, like we said, we didn't see East Coast, West Coast. But, you know, that's a lot. You know, gas isn't 50 cents each. And these cars don't weigh five pounds, you know, that you can total up in your back seat and drive. I, I wouldn't want to embarrass Rich, but I bet you it takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars just so they can come to your town and put on a show for you. You know, the least that you can do as a fan is go. These guys hear you. Yes, we've had... You know, Brian Wolf on and Holbrook, Mr. Chris Holbrook, you know, and Lyle and stuff. And they, uh, To the point where they say, you know, they get up to the line and they filter out people. You know, because they're so concentrated on the tree. And that's what they're supposed to do. Nostalgia guys will roll down their windows to hear you cheer. They like it when you stand, they'll stand. I'm telling you, if you've ever been to a concert and the band's been good, And the crowd gets into it. As a band, they knock it up a notch. So does the audience. And you go home for the rest of your life. You can tell me right now what the best concert you ever went to. And that could have been 30, 40 years ago. And yet you still remember it like yesterday. These guys do the same damn thing. And that's why we're so excited about uh, to talk to nostalgia dudes because they get it. They understand you know, the Ford versus Chevy versus Mopar. And that's why we try <laughs> We try to poke the bear sometimes. <laughs> we love everybody, baby. I mean, I don't care if you, you know, drive a Schwinn or one of those little Amigo carts that they have at the Safeway. I don't give a damn. I'm in there for the competition. I don't care what you drive. You know, I think it's just fun to see the competition. And as opposed to baseball and stuff, we don't have to wait innings and hours and whatever you get for your dollar when you go see a nostalgia national or event you know you really get your money's worth it's an amazing thing for 20 bucks you can go to i don't know how much movies are anymore i would think that they're more than 10 i would assume um but so for 10 15 20 bucks you get an all day event all day you know all day you know, I don't know where you can go. You can't go to a football game all day. You can't go to any major sport all day. You know, And this is the same drag strip that these guys are running on that the big guys run on. And it was just like uh, William Thorpe told us from the NHRA. How many places can you play on a pro level? And when I mean level, I mean at their place. How many times can you play football at uh, Ford Field? How many times can you play baseball at Col America if you're little league or anything, I mean the the junior dragsters and stuff are running on the same track as Top Fuel is running. You know, there's not like a, a double A ball version dragster <laughs> although some we have seen, but you know, you get to run there. And that's the exciting part about this. Take your twenty bucks, go. You know, we gotta get a little bit of help here too from uh the promoters or whatever, because on off days, you got to get these people under the tent. They, you got to get them to see it. Don't charge them full price because they will pay full price when they see what a big event is and they got to get the the word out. You know, just saying that, you know, it, it's it's just like you saw Mr. Burlesque. You know, it, it's it's not enough. You go, Rich Burlesque, okay, who? You know, But if you see his car, and if you understand, if you remember that name, and you remember how much excitement they brought to town when they came in, and I mean the Nostalgia Superstock guys, uh, again, the Great Lakes Gassers, all those folks. You know, again, it ain't cheap. It's not cheap at all, and they're doing it all for you. So uh, when they come in town, and any time we can get these guys booked, we do. Okay. Um, I am off my soapbox. and <laughs> Man, how did we get so late? Anyways, uh, we are running late, and we do apologize to the affiliates. So hang tight, everybody. Um, again, we'll, we'll be there at, at 7 o'clock today in Studio B. I believe it's myself and Mark Milicek will be with us, our support director. And we'll be talking nothing. Uh, probably mock draft number 895.321 you know, of football, it's like, here's the story. Lions draft second, they blow the pick, and then we complain about it three years down the line. (laughs) I'm telling you, Green Bay better pay us, better pay Detroit for always being on the bottom or second to the bottom all the time. But boy, wait, sooner or later, your quarterback's going to go down and uh, uh, Chicago will get good. Okay, we're out of here.